morning. Welcome to morning prayers. Please, please rise as you're able for the Psalter, found at number 111 in your Black Appleton Psalter book. We shall read responsibly. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath shown his people a power of his works, that he may give them the works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. Reach up, reach way up 
for the God of the universe whose purpose changeth not. I wish to speak about King's notion of the height of life, which is the love of God. In agreement with the three dimensions of life called length, breadth, and height, King carefully warns us not to become complacent with the idea of just falling in love with ourselves and our neighbors, but to love God with all consciousness, for the love of thy neighbor and thyself is in fact the love of God. Is it enough to just love your neighbor? Is it enough to just love yourself? Is it enough to only be concerned about the things that you can see with your natural eye? Or is the love of God only convenient for moments of heartbreak and despair? I'm not sure how to answer this for you, but I am sure of this one thing, that in order to love our neighbors as ourselves and to affirm the person that we see in the mirror every morning, we must first fall in love with the God of all creation. For it is when we have fallen in love with the creator of the universe that infinite joy becomes imminent, untainted, and prominent. The true embodiment of love, of the love of God, does not require a rehearsal of a church act from Sunday to Sunday, but a deep ethical commitment to peace and justice in an ever-evolving world. Joy unlimited that does not require the forceful singing of songs while concurrently carrying the bitterness and hatred of the other in our hearts. Peace unrestrained that does not require the pain and agony of discomfort of the skin that we're in, but rather an affirmation of the life well lived without bargain. The fulfillment that comes from loving God only requires one thing of us, that we simply be ourselves. But not just to be ourselves, but to be ourselves with ultimate confidence and assurance, and without the need to apologize for the nature and complexity of our being. Don't stop there, Dr. King says. He's saying that even after we have yet mastered the sacred art of being ourselves, it is only then that we can that we can and must reach to connect with and become the divine itself. You must reach up to embody the God of our universe whose purpose changeth not. So be careful. Take caution. For you might be the only embodiment of the divine God that someone sees today. And you never know the impact you could have because it could be the difference between life and death. This is your divine purpose, which changeth not. As David Evans once asked, how will history judge you if you neglect to fulfill your divine purpose? And when you become the divine, You'll be surprised to know how powerful your words are and what words can do for someone who is actually on the verge of giving up. For it was the divine itself that spoke life into existence. When I was in my final year of undergrad, I was told by my family friend that I could not have his recommendation for the Master of Divinity program 
because he didn't support what I would learn here. He said that my theological education would not be substantiated in the true word of God and that I was getting away from the truth. I was hoping to gain his support for me as a student and as a mentee, but somehow the tables turned. I was devastated. To add insult to injury, this person had written all of my recommendations for my undergraduate admissions programs and internships, and even helped me to get through my parents' difficult divorce after 13 years of my life. A true mentor indeed. In the midst of disappointment, the discouragement hurt in unspeakable ways. As time went on, I felt like giving up, but my best friend was there to reverse the curse and to encourage me to apply to Divinity School anyway. I did, and thanks to my friend's words, I'm living a life I never dreamed I could have. I've developed new relationships with new amazing mentors, colleagues, and faculty members who have all helped to fill the void that my mentor once had. Had it not been for my friend's words of encouragement, I'm not certain where I would be. So be encouraged today and hear Dr. King's words. Let them serve as a reminder that the height of life is complete when we reach to become like God. And even in our becoming, we'll discover that as we touch God, we are also unconsciously touching others. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please rise as you're able for the hymn of the morning, number 47. New every morning is the love.
bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Bask in God's love today. Amen. Amen.